Okay. Hi, uh, this is the Marvel DC bonus. <laughs> I can only break out the voice when I open these. You say I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I watched in preparation for this, like that makes fun of movies, said, What are you doing? Are you gargling with marbles? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Christian Bale. It's a great voice. It's great. I like it a lot. Just to put put that out there. All right. So we're bonusing. What are we bonusing? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Where do we start? That's yeah. Like it's it's in scale. Just such a hard conversation because that's why this podcast was this episode was so hard to figure out because we wanted to do Marvel versus DC, but we had to like scale it to something. But All right. now we're in the bonus, so we don't have to scale it to nothing. Right. All right. So I've got some questions. I'm going to help, I'm okay. going to help guide this Ready. discussion. Uh, let me tell you the, 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 the questions in quick form first, and we'll go back and answer. So weak, weakest villain, fleekest villain, best performance altogether of those six films. Um, I know we could talk about the, the studios in general, but of those six films, best romantic pair. Also, I want to hear your ranking of all those six films that we just talked about. And then we can open the door beyond that. Okay, so weakest villain, just off the top of your head. Uh, <clears throat> uh, weakest villain off the top of my head, of I would six. have to go with Mars from Wonder Woman. Okay. Or Ares or whatever you want to call him. God of War guy. Huh. Okay. And I said Bridges from Iron Man. I liked him as a foil, um, but once you put the machine on him, I felt like he lost some of his dynamicness, and he became like generic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right, so fleekest, fleekest villain. Uh, I mean, you have can you? How can you not go with Heath Ledger? Yes. Hey. Dark Knight. How can you not? <laughs> Woo! I don't even think that's an argue. Is yeah. that is that even a question? Yeah. So it so best performance then. I've got I've got three. So I'll give you three as well. Top best three performance. Performances uh, across the board from all six of these films. Well, you I, I mean, I've already made my case for Robert Downey Jr. So I think that, that one that one stops. Yes. I don't think you can argue that. I think Gal Gadot's performance is unbelievable. Yes. Um, as Wonder Woman. And, you know, maybe this one isn't the one that everybody pops out with first, but I think Christian Bale. Um, Heath Ledger tends to get talked about more, but if Christian Bale was not as good as he is, Heath Ledger would not have popped as much as he does. That might be true, but he's not in my top three. Heath Ledger is definitely <laughs> Heath Ledger, Robert Downey Jr., and Gal Gadot. I said mm. those. I said those other two. So that's cool. That's cool. We got the same three. Must be true. Um, best romantic pair: Captain America and his Shield. <laughs> um, you know, it always comes back to him. It's always there for him. <laughs> uh, you know, can't I'll argue with that. Um, most heartbreaking is Peggy and Cap. I mean, that's just that's oh, true. When, well, when they are pretty romantic, aren't they? Um, 
I, I would say that one is is pretty high up there for me. But I also um, I really like Robert Downey Jr. and Pepper. Pepper, yeah, That's Tony and Pepper. That's what I said. Is, is probably my favorite. Um, so Captain it, America and his shields. Yeah, Captain and Shield though. That's Captain and Shield. Yeah. Um, best score, um, hands down, easily Superman. Hello, hello. I'm think I'm I'm thinking about it because I want to give it due weight. Is there another? Is another another film that is composed by John Williams? <laughs> question you have to ask yourself. Because the 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 Dark Knight score is incredible. Though, like anything by Hans Zimmer is also good, but the but the the weight and the the way that those scores are used. I mean that. Right. They're pieces of iconography that were right. Really the Superman right. movie score is in some ways better than the movie itself. Oh, I so. agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. Um, okay. All right. So our ranking, what, what was your ranking of these, of the six that we talked about? All right. So Superman's at the bottom for me, mm-hmm. followed by Into the Spider-Verse. Followed by Wonder Woman, oh then God. Captain America, oh, that's then The Dark Knight, then Iron Man. That's interesting. I mean, but it's so hard. These six are so good. Um, but I the hardest know. for me, aside from, uh, no, it, it, it was the hardest, and you will not agree with this, but um, was Wonder Woman versus Captain America. I, I had a difficult time choosing which of those two was tops. Oh, that's interesting because you, because you and I have had many discussions about winter soldier and you tend to like civil war more than winter soldier. And I'm like, no, winter soldier is king. Um, so yeah, that is interesting, especially since you made such a case for wonder woman. Um, so here's my concession that I promised you. So my, the bottom of mine was wonder woman. And then just above that is winter soldier. Hmm. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. And then Superman. And then Iron Man, then Dark Knight, and then into the Spider Verse. I feel pretty solid about those. I feel like, dang, I did some due diligence. (laughs) You know, I I feel really. I mean, that was a hard podcast. As I (laughs) as I concluded Iron Man, and I put it at the top, I was like, I know Katrina is going to go after me for this. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. Dark Knight is 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 right behind it though for mm. me. I mean truly, it's right yeah. behind it. They're so different, mm-hmm. it's almost hard to compare them. But oh, I agree with that. Um, the tone is the tone alone could be number one. It's so complex a film, right. and I could have argued it easily. And my 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 notes have there's an expletive at the beginning because it's like so strong <laughs> it's it's six strong character development um it's super super well acted yeah um all the way around the score uh it's so complex like moral questions and uh gray area and it's chaos it's exactly what the joker is in this film the whole film is like that and i think i've said this before in this podcast we've talked about dark knight before yes i have in the first season but the mm-hmm. first time i saw this film i couldn't speak i was catatonic yeah. for 45 minutes 
because it messes my brain so bad. Anyway, super strong. That's my number two then. (laughs) The film that made me catatonic. (laughs) So one of the things that we've talked about with these franchises and because these franchises have kind of been woven in and out of the podcast and in a number of different ways. But one of the things that we've talked about with these is, is, uh, and I think we talked touched on it in the justice league bonus content um, was the, the contrasting differences between these two. And I think what it comes down to is that the MCU has Kevin Feige Mm -hmm. and it has a fairly set leadership that has gone all the way from iron man to the present day and so the changes and the 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 differences and the shifts in there have all kind of been monitored and orchestrated and guided even when there's been missteps there's still this this flow to it right yeah whereas the dceu which i don't even know if that's a thing anymore um because it kind of fell apart um you started out with ostensibly you had Zack Snyder, but Zack Snyder is just a director. He's not the guy at the top of Warner Brothers and DC that's making this happen. Right. That person has shifted and changed and been fired and shuffled and so many times that I think that's a big reason why um dc has struggled to maintain cohesion um and i think what they're starting to do now if if we understand what they're starting to do now which who knows if we do or not who knows if they do or not is that they're starting to to just have these characters be these characters and they're not trying to to marvel weave them all in necessarily but they're gonna just do their thing and they're going to let them be their thing. And if they weave together, then they weave together. And if they don't, they don't. And that might work better for them than trying to copycat um, what Marvel's doing because they don't, they don't appear to have the cohesion. And they just had another shift where somebody got fired and, and now they're going to bring Henry Cavill back is what everybody's saying. And, oh my gosh. And, and so please no. please no. who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, with them whereas with marvel you're like well i know what's going to happen with marvel i know that kevin feige is going to keep you know doing whatever he's doing and everything's going to be connected now i will say their their continuity is second to none it's also labyrinthine to none like labyrinth labyrinth labyrinthian it is it is so i i would i would love to see whatever chart they have and how many walls it, it would take yeah. to print out because it's the it's, family tree of marvel films. right yeah i mean <laughs> that's it's a big old family tree. it's crazy it's crazy and it's great it's great that they can do that it's great that they it's comforting under, too. that they have that understanding and that it holds up relatively well um can i just say even with all that said because that's like my number one love of marvel I do think though that they can, they still, they can still make mistakes and they do oh, still yes. make mistakes. Um, and also because they're so connected, sometimes things come off as gimmicky. And I'm saying this like queen of loving Marvel films and going to the theater to see Marvel films. 
it gets gimmicky sometimes. And there can be some cheap devices because they're so solid with the continuity. Right. And like, we don't have to get into debating that right now, but I will say that they're not, they, they still have to be careful. Right. But they're, um, they have such a strength in that continuity. And that was an interesting point. And maybe DC's strength should not be continuity. They should not try to do that. Like, let's not do Batman or let's not do Justice League. Let's do a stand. Let's just do a bunch of standalone films and right. nobody's connected at all. Make it a solid standalone film. There will be in the space of about a year three different Batman on the big screen. Really? Ben Affleck will be there. Michael Keaton will be there. And Robert Pattinson has, has just recently had his movie. So when is this stuff happening? When is when is this happening? I think the flash comes out this summer, this summer, or maybe the end of this year. I can't remember which, but within about the space of a year, we'll have seen three different bat men. Holy cow. Um, which is kind of crazy. That but also cool it's kind of cool right like yeah. because it's almost like okay if your flavor is mm-hmm. michael keaton here you go if your flavor is robert pattison here you go um you know and so i think that there is some fun to that and there's some novelty to that and Shoot, you don't have michael to be keaton. so precious with your um storylines you can kind of just go and do don't take it that seriously or be Robert Pattinson and take it far more seriously than anybody else. Um, (laughs) So I have a, I have a different vein I want to tap into. Okay. So let's, let's rewind before Mm -hmm. Iron Man, right? Let's look at the movies that came out pre Iron Man and let's look at Marvel versus DC. Okay. Do you have a different, would you put DC ahead of Marvel? Because I can tell you right now, I would. Yeah, yeah I would. Sure. Marvel had, well, I say that though, but then I think to myself, but wait a second, are you thinking about Spider-Man? Are you thinking about but, X-Men? But Spider-Man was, yeah, Spider-Man was Sony. and But it's still Marvel. Like it's still a oh, Marvel. It's still a Marvel comic. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm with you. So... Um, it gets a little bit more complicated there because you don't have this unifying vision. And so you have some really great movies like X-Men, X-Men 2 and the Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, when, was the, when was the little line? Was it, was it at Iron Man? Is that what you're saying? The yeah. I'm, for Man? me, I think uh, pre-Iron Man okay. Marvel movies with the, you had spider-man you had the x-men yeah but aside from that everything that marvel was doing i still say dc i still say dc was was pretty trash (laughs) and some of it's fun trash some of it's a guilty pleasure thing that you might enjoy watching but like the fantastic four movies the original uh ghost (laughs) rider Let's see, what else did they come out with? Electra, Electra Daredevil. Daredevil and um, you know, those ones. Not that those ideas are bad ideas, 
but the execution but there is green lantern on the other side so <laughs> yeah you do have green. Wait, never mind, that, never no, mind. But that, wasn't that after was that after iron man wasn't it i don't know i don't know what it was. Uh, uh, I, i'm not <laughs> even sure i want to know um but yeah. then you know when you look at the dc side you really don't have as much they were they did much fewer films but they were all batman and most of them were bad <laughs> and superman thrown in there and superman and a couple weird supermans right but the batmans uh batman. you also have the worst superman movie ever made in there so fair enough mm. yeah Ooh. that's tougher for me and and that might be something fun and uh, looking at the the crappy stuff that came before um <laughs> but that might be something fun to consider it a later date, another but, time um but already i mean i'll tell you right now my my gut to be dc dc pre-iron man mm-hmm. yeah i can i can understand that it's it's harder for me but i can just because by then you had the beginnings of christian bale right like mm-hmm. um yeah we got the nolan I mean, trilogy you well you don't have the whole thing but you at least had batman begins that's true uh in there and well, so you the, were... to- the foot was already in the door so i'm counting it <laughs> not okay. to mention michael keaton batman right not to mention michael keaton batman not to mention christopher reeve superman back there mm-hmm. um holding everything up uh you know so yeah it's it's interesting because it and did you read comic books as a kid i mean was that something that you did no okay so i did um copiously like stacks and stacks of my i loved them and if you'd asked me as a kid which which side did i prefer i would have said marvel um because marvel had more characters that i liked Mm. it had x-men it had spider-man it had iron man it had uh and dc had good but it had superman it had batman and after that as a kid my interest went but those are the two most iconic superheroes of our t- all time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't think that's arguable. He as iconic as Spider-Man is, I, I don't think he he's he's probably right there behind those two. He's probably number three. But like right there, slinging a web up. <laughs> yeah, but I think those two <laughs> on those two. Yeah, I think maybe, those two maybe, are maybe tops. Batman is slightly. I think Batman's number one. I, 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 in, in my opinion, all right, those are the top three anyway. Yeah. So there's two DC up there and one Marvel. So make of that what you will. <laughs> um, and Batman and Superman could definitely beat up Spider-Man in a fight. Sorry, Spider-Man. <laughs> my kids ask me those hypothetical questions all the time. Like who would win in a fight between this guy and this guy, you know? And so. You've had to think these things out. You. Yeah. So who would win in a hypothetical uh, situation? Let's let's go. Let's go. Hold on. Hold on. Are we pitting our six movie characters against? No, each other? I'm like I'm busting it wide open. Let's go. Aquaman versus Green Lantern. Green Lantern, <laughs> because Green Lantern's ring can do anything that he, he can conceive. The two movies, though, they're like the same to me. I know they have nothing. They're not. They're not. They're not like. Let's say that's kind of rude towards Aquaman, if you ask me. (laughs) 
I don't, I don't, I don't dig out in there. Um, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> all right, somebody else. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, this is this will be a pleasure. A Captain Marvel versus Wonder Woman. I knew, I knew <laughs> you were going to ask that before it even came out of your mouth. <laughs> so. <laughs> And the answer to that question is actually tricky because if you go by the movie standards, then it would be Captain Marvel because Batman or sorry, Superman defeats Wonder Woman pretty handily in Justice League. And I would say Superman and Captain Marvel are probably equivalent in power. But if you go to the comic books, at least the comic books that I know, Wonder Woman normally is on the same playing field as Superman. Like she can go toe to toe with him. So in my opinion, it would be like an even fight that I would want Wonder Woman to win because I dislike Captain Marvel. Dislike Captain Marvel. Um, (laughs) So I was going to answer the question. (laughs) But this is not a personality contest. This is a fight. (laughs) So if we're talking movie versions, then Captain Marvel wins. But who doesn't Captain Marvel win against in the movie versions right now? I mean, talk about an overpowered character who has no struggle whatsoever. But they, and that's like, it's not, that one's a cheat because it's like, she's the most powerful, but we never see it. We never feel it really, not really. She, I mean, she comes in, she does her job. She defeats the bad guys, but we never get that really. And we, we certainly Maybe because never we around, don't want it. We, we certainly never wait around long enough to like, like it. <laughs> because if, if you ask people about Superman, what do they, what do most people say? Superman's not very relatable. Superman is way too powerful. Nothing hurts him. So he's not interesting, blah, blah, blah. I think there's a lot more to the character than that. And I think that that is, that's been addressed in a really effective way, especially in the last 20 years or so. Um, But that's a common complaint. And with her, uh, I feel like the complaint is kind of similar. She's so powerful in the movies um, and she's not very well rendered. But as a person, there you go. But she's not virtuous. Like Superman is virtuous. Right. Superman has a personality. (laughs) There's also that. She has (laughs) snark. I feel like her personality is snark. (laughs) And snark, I love snark. Like, I like Tony Stark. I was about to say, um, I can get behind me. Tony Snark. Stark snark. copyright um but she's that's all she is that's all she seems to possess and i somebody out there is like no you can't say that about her i love her and that's great for you i Um, don't know anyone in the i don't know i don't know anyone who who adores her i don't understand Um, so yeah okay so there there goes that uh, Marvel is not infallible. Like they, they make mistakes. But here's, here's the one that I have to tell you. Uh, whenever my kids ask me Batman versus anybody, I always say, if Batman knows ahead of time, Batman wins. Hmm. Cause Batman just makes a plan. Like that's his thing. 
He figures out how to defeat that person. He makes a plan and then he defeats them. It could be Thanos. Like Batman versus Thanos. Does he know Thanos is coming? Can he do research? If he can, he'll win. <laughs> if he makes a plan. And if he, he makes a plan. If it's in the moment, like if he's just walking down the street and Thanos shows up, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. That, oh, you know what? That's probably true. If he makes, I, I think he, it, uses I, his, I, he uses his resources, his rich resources, but he also uses people, right? Which is interesting. He's got a posse, and right. like he recruits people also. He recruits people. He does his homework. He plans things out meticulously. Say what you will about Batman versus Superman. But that dude walked in with a very precise plan as to how he was going to kill that dude. And, you know, if it hadn't been for the uttering of Martha, mission accomplished. <laughs> Martha. No. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's all another conversation. Yeah. It bothers me endlessly. <laughs> you know, I maybe we've talked about that have we have we talked about that in an episode yes we oh, have. yes we have i know i'm kidding oh yes we have <laughs> <laughs> so i'll need to go back and listen well let me ask you this yes in terms of um feminine representation which of the two series do you feel like has on on movies which do you feel has done a better job of kind of bringing out the the female um superhero and not just having characters but good <laughs> representation of those characters it has to be wonder woman wins dc dc wins with wonder woman alone even black widow for you doesn't yes. doesn't trump doesn't trump scarlet witch doesn't trump no and i and and like captain i'm marvel, not gonna mention like captain power, marvel because power wise those are all wonderful and Scarlet Witch, like they continue to flush out, and she's amazing. I love it. I I I don't think they fully realized what they could have done with Black Widow. I agree. But she, but she is stunning, and she can have some chemistry with some people. I would love for her to have had more opportunities where we we where we saw her, um, like do buddy kind of buddy cop kind of <laughs> movie, right? With somebody else. Um, not that she can't carry a film on her own, she can, but she's Scarlett Johansson is, is fantastic at that. And I would like to have seen it more. Well, um, and we we saw it, I think the best representation was in the Winter Soldier with yeah, Cap. I agree with um, you. And like she kept, you know, saying all those girls, like, well, you could date this. And I'm like, well, obvious, obviously you two, because you guys have this like red hot chemistry thing going on. And like maybe it's platonic for you but the rest of us are not reading it the same way i'm just saying so those people that deny and deny no we're just friends like obviously you guys are not friends <clears throat> um anyway okay <laughs> moving on but uh wonder woman though somebody woman, is shipping something right there I'm just <laughs> wonder wonder woman is absolutely delightful and dazzling and she does so much so fast yeah. Um, or they do so much so fast with her and Gal Gadot does so much with her so fast that it trumps everyone else. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree mainly because like you had Black Widow in the MCU for so long 
And it was not because Scarlett Johansson was back there saying, no, I don't want to do a Black Widow movie. Like, <laughs> that was not the problem. Um, the problem was that there's just there was this fear about a female-led comic book movie. Which, why? Yeah, which is crazy to me. Um, That's so strange. But I, I do think that, um, you know, Hollywood has had a difficult uh, adjustment with how do we make her feminine without necessarily sexualizing her? And I think the fact that they got female writers and female directors behind the camera, like Wonder Woman is a prime example of that. She showed how to make her beautiful and feminine and powerful without sexualizing her. There was never any tawdriness to Wonder Woman. And that was, and that's great. But with Black Widow, especially let's look at Iron Man 2. Uh, there was some tawdriness, right? There was some mm-hmm. eye candy being served there. Um, and I, you know, the in the DC, even in her introduction, she was, she was beautiful, but she was never, I don't feel like she was ever objectified. Um, yeah, that's fair. Which I do think Marvel in the beginning with Black Widow did objectify her they made her powerful they made her capable they made her all that stuff she's a thousand percent capable um but they also especially in that very first film of all the people uh they they objectified her and i I would i'd go past that i would go with the first two avengers movies and say that they continued to um, her a little bit objectify her a little bit not as not as much perhaps as in the first iron man but or the second Iron Man, but definitely it was there. Um, okay, as you were talking, I just got this brilliant idea. Um, Batman and Black Widow. Forget Catwoman, you can go by. But Batman, and because I was thinking about how like, Batman uses like resources, he recruits folks, he mm-hmm. works well with others. Black Widow is a thousand percent capable. She gets stuff done. She, can you imagine that? Like the earth would explode. So that's the Black crossover Widow. you're looking for right that's there. That's the crossover I'm looking for. Black Widow and Batman. You okay. know, most people that I talk to and I ask about crossovers between Marvel and DC, the characters that they want to see together are Batman and Spider-Man. Which is Crickets interesting. Side. Crickets, I'm really thinking. Because I'm like, okay, so Spider-Man would probably irritate Batman. There's two... There's too many variables in that because it depends on who's the Spider-Man and it depends on who's the Batman. Yeah. We're talking about like just like straight characters, Black Widow and Batman. There you go. There you go. <laughs> too many, too many variables. Ugh, I, I don't think I'd like that at all. Yeah. Batman versus uh, Batman and Spider-Man. Hmm. Can you see Ben Affleck with little Tom Holland? I don't know. I, I bet that might work, actually. Oh, man. But yeah. uh, especially like Bat. I'm really thinking this out, guys. Especially Ben Affleck <laughs> in like that bruiser period in Batman yeah. versus Superman where he's like so buff, huge. 
yeah that would have been interesting <laughs> uh, oh man okay hold on michael keaton michael keaton michael keaton and andrew garfield that would work that would work that would be interesting i was thinking christian bale and andrew garfield no no i think no. i think you underestimate how well those two would work together mm-mm, no mm-mm. because christian bale's <laughs> batman has a sense of humor floating around in there yeah i'm not wearing hockey pants yeah and uh when catwoman disappears he's like so that's what that feels like Ugh, catwoman yeah (laughs) love her anyway moving on before we get into another (laughs) dark knight trilogy fight um so already done and I, you're not a big comic book reader. So at this point, though, like the MCU is still bringing out a lot of new characters like they have Miss Marvel that's just come out. Um, they're, they're introducing the Moon Knights. Um, so like, do you feel like that's what they need to be doing is they need to be going to these different obscure characters or do you feel like they need to kind of hold with who they have? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Because obviously their their bread and butter is those big guys like Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. And uh, they're the other folks that are, are that entered in the door through the Justice League. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty solid place. And I feel like Batman could probably get remade over and over again until the end of time. And it would yeah. never, it would never cheapen it ever. And I don't understand why that is, but I think it is. And like you may or may not like the treatment of it, but it still wouldn't cheapen the character or the experience and the excitement of seeing that character realized on the, on the screen. I don't know why that is. Superman, honestly. Aside from seeing Superman developed, I know I'm going to say it again, through Smallville on the small screen, I don't think they've, I don't think they've gotten Superman completely right yet. Christopher Reeves is iconic and he's amazing, but, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's quite right. I think they got the character right, but they did not give that character the right story with which to display the character that was there does that make sense <laughs> hold on i'm digesting what you just said christopher reeve knew how to play superman very well yes. but he was not given a story that i think allowed him to play the aspects of superman that are the most interesting and compelling to watch and i think he was better at clark kent than superman his superman was was good but I think he was better at Clark Kent than Superman. That's interesting. I, I, I would say he was equally good at both, but that's me. Um, I agree with you, though. I think Superman is uh, a hidden gem that has not been done right. And there was talk uh, before DC had its 58th shakeup of um, <laughs> Christopher McQuarrie, who has been doing the Mission Impossible films with... Oh. Uh, Tom Cruise he uh, came up with a story for uh, Superman and uh, Green Lantern and whenever anybody hears that they're like ooh Tom Cruise is a Green Lantern Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but he wanted to do Henry Cavill Superman teaming up with the Lantern Corps and having an intergalactic adventure, something that wasn't really focused on Earth very oh. much at all. And well, I, I heard that and I was like, that is awesome. And I love that. I agree. And I think that that could be a great way to kind of reset. Even if it um, is Henry Cavill. Even if it is Henry Cavill. <laughs> um, because you're getting Henry Cavill away from some of the things that oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I wasn't going to call her out as directly as that. But it's, not uh, even, it's, it's like that was the wrong casting. But anyway, OK. It was the wrong. And on. We, yeah. But an idea like that for me oh yeah that's that's really appealing and that's that's really interesting and why don't we do that but again dc has had its however many uh, shakeups and it's like that's probably not gonna happen it better that's a great idea i think it's a great idea and i think it would finally hopefully let uh the green lantern uh have a redemptive moment also um, it would probably turn it would probably make superman makes sense because super superman's powers as we've already discussed it they're so expansive like you can't you can't define them using human earthly terms they're beyond so why haven't we gotten superman in space somewhere right fighting oh my i love this idea (laughs) i love it so much and you know the the big thing now seems to be destroying stuff and one of the things that really bothered me about Man of Steel was he's like killing oodles of people as he's having this fist fight in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. If he's out in space, he hits somebody as hard as he wants. <laughs> there you go. You know, so, uh, yeah, I love that idea. I, I do think, you know, these these two franchises, they aren't played out. There, there's still room for them. Still relevant. Uh, they're still relevant. I think that this this medium of storytelling of heroes and villains um, is getting more interesting and more complicated and, and fun potentially. Um, And I, I agree with you. And as we shift as a society, it, it reinvents its relevance, which is interesting. And why, why is that so, but it is. And like our need for superheroes, man, has there ever been a greater time? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's, uh, ideally it's aspirational right like there's something about these characters that that we we want that we recognize is better than what we are that in some way there's something about them that's ideal and we strive for that ideal i i think that at the core that's what um that that genre should be you know um at least for me absolutely 